Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It was cold, windy and miserable in Manchester. But as the old adage goes, Steve Smith just loves to bat. Yes, having missed the third Ashes test with concussion, Australia's batting genius came back into the side at Old Trafford and did what he does, made run after run effortlessly, raising his bat for another half century. He is simply sublime. Smith strode out to the crease at the start of the day with Australia 28 for 2 after Stuart Broad dismissed the openers. Broad's hold over David Warner has been incredible to watch. But then Smith combined with his mini-me, Marnus Labuschagne for a partnership of 116. Two batsmen that have dominated England this series, finally batting together. Nightmarish scenes for the hosts. Craig Overton removed Labuschagne with one of the balls of the series, dashing the young man's hopes of a maiden test 100. Smith then batted away with Travis Head, but the drab weather would have the final say. Australia closed the day on 170 for three. Hello and welcome to the Wisden Ashes Daily Podcast, sponsored by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of memories since 1979. Apologies to the Yasrana fan club, but it's me, Taha Hashim, hosting today. And right beside me, I've got Wisden's very own Ben Garner. First up, though, let's head over to Old Trafford, where Wisden.com's digital editor, Rich Evans, is, I imagine, slightly sad that he can barely get a day's play this summer. Rich, you were at day one, Lord's washout. You're at day three there, where there was barely any cricket. And now you were at Manchester. Um, you know, are you ever going to watch full day's t- test cricket? Well, I know Taha, it's quite a bad omen so far. I mean, I actually arrived in Manchester about uh, about 9am, um, sunny skies above, train driver welcomed us into sunny Manchester, but it only kind of got worse. Um, yeah, it's a real shame. I'd like to watch a bit of cricket, that would be nice. Yeah, that, that, that would be uh, useful. Um, and then there was also the other disappointment of Joffre Archer versus Steve Smith, uh, a, a battle that has been talked up for quite a bit, um, but it didn't really deliver. And uh, Joffre Archer, he, he certainly looked down on his pace and, and Steve Smith looked very comfortable having, you know, struggled against him at Lords. 
I think he certainly was down in his place. I mean, I think around about the 84 mile per hour mark. Um, I think what we should say, though, is we do need to kind of remind ourselves that this is a guy playing in his third test match. Um, he he was still England's most economical bowler today. And he is the type of bowler when, even even if he looks like he's bowling at 89%, he's still, of course, off as a threat. Um, what I would say is, in terms of the smith Birch's sort of archer duel, which has kind of become the you know the central duel of the series, really. I think it really is testament to to both players because obviously one, as I say, is playing in the debut Test series, um, and the other is has come back in after well over a year in the kind of you know international wilderness. So the fact that they both come back in for this series and have played you know the leading role and have kind of given the series the real key head to head. I mean, when Smith came into bat um, earlier today, there, there was there was a big kind of roar from the crowd, and it was it was quite a strange one, really. It wasn't it wasn't a cheer, and you know it wasn't it wasn't there was no booing, but I think it was just you know the sheer excitement and anticipation of you know the key battle that's about to commence. And and what did you make of Smith? Because uh, he didn't face much of Archer in that first session, but he still looked you know. You, you would think that even for a player of, of his greatness, having gone through what he's gone over the last test, um, he it was just back to normal for him. There was no there was no moment where you you thought this man's just missed the test for concussion, because he just looked so comfortable. Yes, and I don't think I don't really think I expect anything different because that's what we have you know grown to expect from him. He, he is the best player in the world. That was confirmed uh, a few days ago. When he knocked uh, King Coley off his perch to become, you know, highest-ranked uh, Test batsman once again, um, so I think he just did what you expected him to do. I mean, what I would say is every time I watch him live, his 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 quirks, his eccentric, you know, eccentric leaves and mannerisms seem to go up a notch. But you know, when it works so well for him, then you know, why shouldn't everyone else try? Even Labuschagne today, you know, it, some of his. Uh, Leaves seemed uh, a lot more extravagant than usual, and you wonder whether you know he's been looking at Smith and thinking, actually, I want a bit of that as well. <laughs> and uh, it, it's almost perfect that that Smith was the star of the day because it was just a weird type of day, right? I mean, we played without there, there was play without bales. Play kept on getting stopped because of Chris packets flying around. I mean, what was your take on all that? What, how were how were people reacting to all this kind of you know just the weirdness of the day? Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly frustrating, obviously. Um, you know, not for us journalists in the press box, it's not because we want to, you know, get into the pub early. It's uh, when, you, when you see these various stoppages when you've already been off for a, a lengthy period uh, for rain anyway, it can become very frustrating. As you say, bales falling on the floor, you know, litter, debris sailing across the outfield into the batsman's line. And it, it kept happening, I think, at one point, you know, a few members of the crowd were uh, getting joy to, you know, they, they kept chucking stuff over and uh, seeing how far it would fly. Um, but yeah, it was incredibly frustrating in the press box. But I think England, the England bowlers themselves will be incredibly disappointed with, with how they finished the day. Not necessarily how they bowled towards the back end of the day, but the fact that they didn't get those extra one or two wickets at the end because when play did eventually resume, England definitely got the best of the conditions, no doubt about that. Um, 
and obviously with Australia having won the toss and put themselves into bat early in the day. Um, Stuart Broad was excellent at the top, but I think in terms of the morning session, it was only really Broadie that troubled the Australia batsmen. Um, obviously, we all know the luck he's had. Uh, well, not luck, but he's obviously won the battle he's had with uh, David Warner in the series so far. I think it's 5-4-32, I believe, across the series against Warner. But really, I think a lot of the other bowlers didn't look overly threatening uh, in that kind of first session. Um, I do think Craig Overton looked, looked decent towards the back end of the day. Uh, a lot of pace and bounce. Um, obviously, didn't see much of Leach. Stokes, Stokes was you know swinging it a long way, but the control wasn't quite there. So I do feel that England will be going away today, thinking I think we could have got one or two more. Well, which I mean, uh, I hope you you go back today not feeling uh, as frustrated as the England bowlers, and I, <laughs> and I and I hope that you do get a full day's play tomorrow because. Uh, that would just suck if you didn't. So. Well, I, I hope so, but I'm not expecting it. Look at the forecast, but we'll see what happens. All right, yeah, I, I haven't seen the forecast yet, but um, I'm hoping that dramatically changes. Uh, thanks for joining us, Rich. All right, Ben, uh, TV sensation, Ben Gardner with me. <laughs> um, yeah. Ben, let's go right to the start of the day. And Stuart Broad just, keep, just keeps getting David Warner out. Um, I mean, w- what is going on? Because David Warner is is a man with... 20-something test centuries, he's averaging about 12 in the series, and he just, he can't, he can't lay, lay you know, he just can't play Stuart Broad. Yeah. It's, it's, that, it's a, that, I'm sorry, that made me sound like Stuart Broad's some terrible bowler who's, but, <laughs> I mean, he does have 400-something test wickets. Um, but yeah, he's still, it's still, it's still a surprising struggle. Yeah, well, especially Warner's had a lot of success against Broad in the past. He's averaged like something like 50, more than 50 against him before this series in in test cricket and I, I actually wrote a piece during the last test match when when it looked like if Wokes had a decent game and when Anderson might return that Broad might struggle to get into the side of the series but actually you've kind of got to keep him in just because like getting Warner out early on is such a big thing because he still remains a really good player he's still got all those runs in the World Cup all those runs in the uh, in the IPL he still has those those 21 test centuries so yeah it's, it's hard to, to to kind of work out exactly what's what's gone on but I think that yeah Broad just seems to have his number basically and that is a like a hugely valuable thing for England to have to basically know they've kind of got one wicket in the bank uh, every innings and especially because Warner has that credit there can't really be a question of of dropping him uh, but it's, it also isn't like he's going to get any runs so it's a real kind of uh, dilemma for Australia at the moment I guess. Yeah and and usually when you when you think of Australia's two best batsmen you think Steve Smith first David Warner second um, this series, it's been a, it's been a different story. Of course, Steve Smith is up there as number one, but Marnus Labuschagne just keeps on keeps on impressing. And the the two were, you know, the two were were playing together for the, you know, in actually in, in Test cricket for the first time together actually. Mm. Um, and they were it was it was like watching the same sort of batsman at the degrees because Labuschagne is he's obviously not as eccentric, yeah. but there are similarities there. You know, he gets across his stumps. Um, and just looks to leave through the offside, and then just you know can tuck away anything on his pads. Um, and the two, the two just combined. It was it was a match made in heaven. Um, 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 do you sort of see those similarities as well? I mean, what, what did you think? Well, of- yeah, I mean, I guess especially with Labuschagne, it's just the way he. Well, so there's some of the sort of the the, the mannerisms, I guess, when he gets like 
like sometimes when he gets knocked over, he sort of get, get up in a particularly sort of eccentric, exuberant way. And especially when he leaves as well, he sort of uh, does does the, the Steve Smith swish. Like sort of thing. Sort of swish exactly, thing, yeah, yeah. Steve Smith, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they, 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 they were, ob- I mean, obviously Steve Smith was brilliant and Labuschagne has been brilliant. And it did feel sort of inevitable that they would score a lot of runs together. I guess, I guess that the feeling was is that if England, it's a real missed opportunity really because if England had got through that partnership, Australia's lower order just hasn't shown that much and it could yet happen that they kind of are able to run through in tomorrow but they've already got like a, a decent-ish title when you consider this England battle and how they struggle and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's been incredible reliance on basically either, either Smith or Lavashane coming off in yeah. innings and now both of them did get runs to the, uh, Well, they both, they've both got half centuries I don't every think, single time they've batted I don't, this yeah, series, I don't think they? either of them have been dismissed so through like, score under 50. Yeah, incredible, um, yeah. And um, I mean, you, you, you should take some credit here because you touted Lavashane before the series even started, didn't you? Oh, I mean, yeah, you know, he, don't do that to me. <laughs> um, but yes, I did. I did watch uh, Australia play Australia prior to the series and Marnus Lavashane did, he did catch my eye. And um, yeah, he's he's been, he's been quite impressive, I, I reckon. Yeah. Um, and it's like a special ball to get rid of him. Uh, Craig Overton, so he's come out of nowhere. <laughs> he's in this test squad and I guess, I mean, maybe it's just me, but some people were just forgotten about him and when you hear the name Overton, you you kept on thinking Jamie. Um, but Craig Overton's come back inside uh, and he got Labuschagne with a beautiful delivery today. Yeah, it was it was a brilliant ball. I, he bowled pretty well, I guess. He bowled like probably about as well as you'd expect him to, but he didn't, I mean, I guess that England haven't picked him to be the player who's going to run through Australia they've picked him to be the guy to hold up an end I guess it just feels like maybe that's slightly muddled thinking when you've got well you've so in Archie you've got a guy who you don't want to over bowl but who has actually shown he can bowl a lot of overs so far you've got Broad who's obviously not going to go for loads of runs ever you've got Stokes a third seamer already who's really capable and you've got Leach who if you're picking Leach versus Moe you're picking Leach because he can hold up an end. So you shouldn't really... I, f- I feel like England have m- maybe missed a trick slightly by not going for either a Sam Curran-esque bowler who can offer you something slightly different and a bit more with the bat or another sort of point of difference bowler. I don't... I mean, <laughs> it was weird because Craig Overton, he was that today. He did find that magic ball, but he's, he hasn't been picked to do that. He's been picked to bowl the, the holding thing, but that, that wasn't what England needed to say. They needed someone to break that partnership. All right, then. Um... Predictions tomorrow. Uh, Rich says that the the forecast isn't looking pretty, um, but still, go on. Tell me, tell me if if there was a full day's play, what's going to happen? Well, whether because of rain or whether because of someone actually getting him out, I'm going to go against the grain and predict that Steve Smith isn't going to make a hundred tomorrow. This is the weirdness of Smith: um, is that if you predict he's not going to get a hundred, that's that's a strange prediction. Yeah, um, I will say that he will get another test hundred. Um, because, well, he just looks sublime and I feel like England don't have much of a plan with how to bowl to him. Yeah. And it's just going to keep on going. I guess I guess we'll call it a day then. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening in, folks. Um, you can listen to us on uh, Spotify, the podcast app, uh, Acast, all the things Yaz usually says. Um, I should add, we don't just talk about cricket here. We write about cricket every day on wisdom.com and every month in the shape of Wisdom Cricket Monthly magazine. If you fancy giving the mag a go, you can get your first three copies, print or digital, for just £3. In fact, we'll only charge you £2.99 if you go paperless. To subscribe to the print version and get your first three copies for just £3, go to wisdomsubs.com and use the offer code, all in capitals, WCM3. 
4319. And just to clarify, that's WCM 3, the number 4FOR 319. To subscribe to the digital version and get your first three copies for just £2.99, go to pktmags.com slash WCM pod. This has been the Wisdom Ashes Daily Podcast, sponsored by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of memories since 1979. Thanks very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.